Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Today, we've got a malicious compliance story that led to the worst and best week of someone's life. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, want me to get rid of food odor? No problem. This happened between my parents when they first got married. It's by far the funniest thing that has ever happened, and we tell this story all the time. Some background, my parents have been married for 34 years. They met in my dad's hair salon when my uncle needed my mom to come with him to get his hair cut. My dad saw my mom, and it was like love at first sight for him. My dad asked my mom out three times before she said yes. They dated for three years, got married, and had two daughters, my older sister and I. Within these 34 years of marriage, they did face hardships that brought them closer than ever. Currently, my dad is a retired pastor, retired box plant worker, and retired beautician, and my mom is a homemaker. The way our household is traditional, Christian, and loving. My dad is the head of the household, and my mom is always behind him as is everything. However, my mom makes all of the decisions for the household so that it can run smoothly. It's not too extreme of what some of you may think. Some people would disagree with this, but that's how I've been seeing it my entire life and it works. Everyone's household dynamic is different. I heard from my mom tell me that early on in their marriage that there have been some situations where my dad tries to show my mom that he's more dominant than her, knows more than her, etc. due to him being much older than my mom, but it never works out in his favor. On with the story, when this happened, both of my parents at the time were working. My dad worked at a box plant, and my mom worked at another type of factory about 30 minutes out of state. One evening, my mom was making a two-headed hot plate dinner for her and my dad. My mom loves to cook, and she's an amazing cook. That woman cooks the best meals, like a southern Sunday dinner type of meal. I'm already looking forward to her cooking for the holidays. One evening, when my dad came home from work, my mom was in the kitchen cooking, My dad asks, what's that smell? My mom says, dinner. My mom thought my dad was going to say how good it smells and was going to be grateful. My dad ends up saying something along the lines of, ew, get that food odor smell out of here. My mom was confused, but she didn't want to argue and says okay. Cue malicious compliance. She opens the windows all over the house trying to get rid of the smell. The next couple of days, my parents only ate leftovers from what she cooked. A couple of days pass, my mom gets off work and is sitting in the kitchen waiting for my dad to come home. She's not cooking because my dad didn't like the smell of the food she cooked. My dad gets home and asks, what's for dinner? And why don't I smell anything? My mom says, you wanted that food odor in here gone so I didn't cook anything. My dad was shocked. My mom did exactly what he said. She pulled a petty level 1000 on him. He knew he screwed up. He apologized and ever since then, he has never ever complained about food odor. He actually looks forward to the smell of my mom's cooking every time and wants the whole house to smell like her cooking. Now, my dad doesn't even think about trying to test my mom or anything anymore. He knows he's going to lose. He's lucky he has two adult daughters that'll help him on what he can say and not say to mom. We tell this story a lot and people love it because of how funny it is. Just in general, in a relationship, if you have to go down the road of, I'm more dominant than you, I know more than you, 
it's probably not going to end well in general. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, insurance company requires repair quotes on letterhead? My pleasure. My husband and I bought a boat in a storage lot to flip. We spent months of time and buckets of money to fix her up, and we were getting close to being done. The work included painting and rehabbing the mast, the stick that holds the sails, which was being stored in a cradle next to the boat. It was well inside our space, but it did extend beyond the boat itself a few feet, so we marked it with a neon orange safety cone. Just days after painting the mast, my husband called me from the storage lot with the news that someone had damaged it. Turns out that the facility's camera caught the rat trap guy drive right into the mast, knock it to the asphalt, drive over it, stop, then back over it. Naturally, he didn't leave a note, but his truck was easily ID'd and he fessed up when confronted. He didn't want to go through insurance, so we worked up a figure based on us buying used gear, most of it not cheap, to replace what was broken and doing all of the work ourselves for free. I think it was less than a thousand dollars, and anyone who knows boats will know what a bargain that was. Even so, he decided to go through insurance after all. The agent who called us needed a quote from a business, not just our scribbled estimate, so I contacted our local cheap boat yard for a DIY quote. They would just store the mast while we did all the work. That bumped the total we were seeking to, to about $2,500. We spent five months trying to get the agent to respond, and when he finally did, it was to say they couldn't accept an emailed quote. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It had to be an attachment on letterhead. The rinky-dink yard only sends quotes in the body of emails because they have zero forks to give. He all but called us liars and scammers who could have had their buddy supply this fake-looking estimate. No company policy required at least two quotes on letterhead to move forward. I confirmed that he would not be able to process our claim without those two quotes. Correct. I also confirmed these yards could be anywhere in the state. Correct. I warned him the new quotes would be significantly higher but he snidely said that was fine, as long as they were on letterhead. Cue malicious compliance, and some freak around and find out. Having worked in the boating industry for most of my life, I knew exactly who to call. The two most respected, i.e. expensive, boat yards in the state. These quotes included the yards doing all the work, replacing all damaged gear with new storage fees, and transportation to and from our storage lot. Both were hundreds of miles away. Unsurprisingly, he called as soon as he got the quotes, asking if he could pretty please use the rinky-dink yard's quote. 
Oh, you can't do that. You might get in trouble since it's company policy, right? We've got to follow all the rules lest someone think we're scammers, right? He wasn't happy. A week later, we got a check for the original quote we scribbled down for the rat trap guy. Guess the agent decided to see if we would just bend over after he called us liars and cheats? Uh Uh-uh, no way. I called our insurance, who got on the line with the other agent, and gave him what for. Two days later, we got a second check for the remainder. I'm sure someone spit on it, but I was happy enough to deposit that $14,000. Although it took five months, I'm still impressed that OP got anything out of this insurance company. They kind of backed themselves up into a corner saying, it's policy. Our next story is the misunderstanding that led to the absolute worst and best week of my life. Several years ago, I, just over a year after high school graduation, was studying in a transition to work program called Nova Employment and just started doing my work experience to build my first work resume. I didn't have any particular success in any jobs until I started working in a tow bar factory where I had impressed my supervisors with how I was cutting and smoothing out the sharp edges of cut tow bars. It's basically just me applying the woodworking class skills from high school to a metalworking job, which apparently worked really well, and I was well on my way to get an official job there. The boss was very patient, professional, and very helpful with teaching me on everything worked, and I was well on my way to start welding, as I expressed interest in it on my breaks. My dad even told me about how my grandfather, who had tragically passed away just five years before, about how he was doing the same thing as his first job and told me that he's proud of me. But then about two months later, I got called into the manager's office thinking that I was finally going to be officially hired part-time, but the opposite happened. I was told that they can't afford to officially hire me since they were going to sell and shut down their business. It's the work equivalent for, it's not you, it's me. Then once I finished my last day, I was yet again on the Nova employment job hunt. Soon after, I was officially hired to a job. Great, right? Wrong. Because while job hunting, the term me and my old co-workers used to describe cutting and smoothing metal as metal polishing, and there lies a huge misunderstanding in what the Nova Employment Job Agency thought I was doing, since my first official job was at a fiberglass factory that resided in an old abandoned army base. The first day I was handed by the man who would be my boss. He seemed nice and professional enough. He also had a massive amount of scar tissue on his right arm, seemingly from a shark attack, Then once the introductions and obligatory factory workplace tour was out of the way, I was then handed a bottle and a rag and was told by my boss, Wax, polish that fiberglass container. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I was extremely confused and understandably felt completely lost on what I was supposed to do. He asked, what's wrong? Do your wax polishing thing. I said, I don't know how. They said, don't you wax polish metal? I replied, I cut and smoothed out the sharp edges of metal toe bars with a metal grinder. We just called it metal polishing because it's easier than metal smoothing. My boss then told me to just finish my job and had brought the Nova employment agent who took me there into his office. 
I then heard them both having a not-so-inconspicuous loud argument coming from his office that echoed throughout the entire factory, first red flag. Then after that argument, I was sent home since the first day was only spent showing me around and showing the boss what I can do, but the very next day, everything started getting progressively worse. I started the day with wax polishing, which was fine, but soon after I was cleaning up bins. Then I overheard him yelling at other employees for not being efficient enough, though the factory workers were all entirely comprised of workers with varying disabilities, me included. Second red flag. The next day, I was told to sort tools and I wasn't able to make heads or tails on what to do. I don't know what to do, so I kindly asked him if he could teach me and make sure that I'm on the same page on what to do, but instead he gets ticked off ranting, Why the freak did I bother hiring you if I have to do your jobs for you? Then sends me on to rake the dirt duty on the side of the factory building, which he specifically points out is absolutely filled with snakes, and hands me the rake, then sends me off. Third red flag. The next morning after I'm dropping off, instead of clocking in to start my shift, I walked away to the nearest bus stop and, while waiting for the bus, I had a glorious idea. He wants a job done, fine, but I'll do it my way. So head back to work, clock in to start my shift. Oddly enough, he doesn't seem to know that I was late at all since he's preoccupied yelling at other employees, so I started sweeping and then he called me over to clean the entire bathroom. So I asked him, where's the mop and bucket? He says there is no mop and bucket, use the fire hose and grab a rag. He showed where the fire hose was and let me have at it while he moved on to the next employee to yell at. I tried to ask someone if they could help me but nobody was answering, so I put my hands together and got to work. I set up the hose to point outside the bathroom window so it wouldn't spray everywhere but surprise surprise, as I turned on the fire hose, it not only sprayed everywhere, it absolutely soaked everything in the bathroom toilets floors, walls, roof, and even the toilet paper wasn't spared. I was afraid to walk in there at first, since from the outside it sounded like the bathroom was haunted. But I did go in. I saw the fire hose was flying around, spraying everything inside with gallons upon gallons of water. I frantically tried to salvage the situation, but it just kept on getting exponentially worse, so I gave up and turned off the hose and reeled back into the wall mount, and as I finished my job, I saw that the bathroom was now in such a state that it would even make Lano and Woodley proud. I then had my lunch and proceeded like nothing happened, then finished my shift for the day. The following Monday, Christmas came early as I was notified by Nova Employment that I was fired, and immediately shouted, oh my sweet Jesus, there is a god! I could only imagine what kind of look that idiot of a boss had, absolutely well worth the constant verbal abuse that he gave me and my fellow co-workers. Well, I'm sure OP says that it's absolutely worth it, but I don't know if those fellow co-workers who got verbal abuse would necessarily agree. This next story is African Exchange Student. Here's my all-time favorite malicious compliance story. I studied history in Germany, and while there, an African Exchange student enrolled as well. He had a very thick accent and had quite a lot of trouble putting his thoughts to paper, so when an assignment was due, he asked the elderly professor if he could write the assignment in English where he had way more ease expressing himself. The elderly professor didn't want to admit that his English was rather bad. So instead, he referenced the university guidelines that stipulated that, except for language studies, all assignments were to be written in either German or Latin. Little did the professor know that the African exchange student was in fact schooled in a Jesuit monastery, 
So he did turn in the assignment in perfect Latin. Since the professor had specialized in modern history, he needed the help of a Latin professor to grade the assignment. The university guidelines have been amended a year later. Assignments in Latin are only acceptable for those studying Latin anymore. I'm just baffled at this being a part of the actual curriculum. The fact that they're like, yes, you can submit all assignments in Latin and they have to grade it? I mean, honestly, that's impressive. As far as I know, there's no actual, like, proper country that actually speaks Latin as an official language. In fact, I just googled it and apparently the only place is the Vatican. This must have been some historic, long-standing rules that everybody's like, well, technically it's a part of the rules, but nobody actually does it. I guess all it took was somebody who took it a little too literally to finally change this long-standing rule that was probably there for decades, if not centuries. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.